Welcome to another podcast with Stock Odds. Today we have Odds and Ends with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. Good evening, Rob. How's it going? Not too bad. Look forward to chatting here and getting a handle on what are we doing tomorrow? Exactly. We're just reviewing the futures here, trying to get our bearings and on how the week might play out and look at uh, Stock Odds to see what the, the data suggests that might be good plays for the week. Uh, oh, I was studying... As of right now, yeah, as of right now, uh, since the future's open this afternoon, uh, where are we at with the, uh, you know, Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, and the Russell 2000? They're all up nicely, close to half a percent up, and the Russell's a little bit more. Um, Dow's up 179 points so far in the, in the futures. We've got the VIX down uh, below 20, uh, oil's up a bit too, 10 years stable. So it looks like a risk on mentality. And when I checked the, the odds earlier on the Almanac for the last three days and the last day of the month, um, we're set up to, to be stronger on the, the, the index. Yeah, the, the Friday was the first day of the, the last five trading days of the month. We tend to wait the last th uh, three days, even heavier sometimes, but the five, the three, and the last day uh, this month look pretty good. And, um, you know, we got a major boost with the FOMC, um, you know, the, the anticipation and then, of course, the follow through to that. Uh, so we got quite a boost already in the market from that, but doesn't seem to want to slow down. I guess, I guess the reason, the context, it's not like we came off of Nothingsville. We actually had a correction. We had a pullback of 5% and then we got to rally back from that. So... So that that that's sort of a lot more satisfying to people rolling up to put money back into the market when they know that they're not you know chasing it that they actually had a bit of a pullback. So I think that was a very satisfying thing for the market, mm -hmm. and of course there was a reason uh, for that. There was a number of concerns, especially with the uh, China thing. Um, so having sort of shrugged that off a little bit, uh, the market's appetite for risk came back uh, significantly. But we weren't like just wholesale going and buying the riskiest assets. You saw some value uh, proposition there. You saw some Dow components moving. Um, you know, like I mentioned, the, the diamonds were stronger uh, one day than, you know, than the SPY was. You know, there was, there was a real sort of uh, theme there in as we're coming back from this correction, you know, hey, there's people want to buy Caterpillar. They want to, you know what I mean? Like they want to buy some good names and not just the speculative stuff, right? Yep, yep. Well, I was studying the, the last three days and the last month, and the, the thing that stuck out to me was that the spider is really expected to outperform the IWM. So the market would be stronger than some of the small caps, but then I went to see, get a little more granular. And I wanted to see what uh, sector ETFs might be stronger. So the Almanac basically says for the last three days, Things like QQQ, XLK, SMH, the chips, uh, KRE, regional financials, um, these are expected to be stronger in the last three days. And things that are weak are gold, biotech, silver, um, energy. So that tends to be on the weak side. So maybe we can play some of those sector plays against each other to get a little well, more or trades. <clears throat> I mean, talking about talking about you know just energy right now, like. WTI at the moment's up one one point four one percent, and that already pulled back a little bit uh, after. I, I think the last sort of twenty thirty minutes, it's pulled back a bit. Uh, uh, 
crude oil Brent uh, 1.36. You know, gasoline's up, heating oil's up, natural gas is up even 3%, ethanol as well 0.59. So again, much much more than the half a percent that you know the uh, Dow futures are up or, or whatever. So um, oil's been pretty strong. So does that mean? that you would tend to approach it and go like you don't really have much of a concern to be short that premium uh, tomorrow morning? Or would you sort of want to favor on the long side uh, some of these oil stocks? Well, we've been up three days in a row, pretty solid gains, and we're expected to be weak for the last three days. And with it being up pre-market, it's kind of used up its potential energy, right? So maybe it's not so bad to be short coming into the next couple of days. Well, we made a, let's see, let's just go to the weekly here. Um, crude, the Brent crude is making new weekly highs and crude WTI is just about to uh, its highs from that was in July. So crude, uh, West Texas crude's getting back to that point, but uh, Brent crude has already surpassed it. And, you know, we're at 79.17 a barrel. Um, it's it's really got some legs under it. So yeah, it's it's moved up strongly for four days in a row uh, for the oil futures. Um, you know, it's uh, it's certainly premium. I, I I think that it's a it's a little bit more forgiving. Even like let's say you shorted oil stocks into this kind of premium that they're showing now, and even if you're wrong, it's a little little more forgiving than if it's the first day or two after a correction or uh, after a breakout, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's already, like you said, it's, it's already been on the move for quite a while, but um, now is there any other catalyst behind this that we should be concerned about and say there's further reason? I mean, we still seeing uh, supply uh, disruptions. I know uh, I saw a little snippet there on the UK was having a problem getting, uh, you know, gas, a lot of the pumps in the UK are out. Um, not sure what's going on. I didn't get a chance to dig into it further. But uh, so do we still have supply chain disruptions, uh, hurricane-related disruptions? Um, what's your thoughts there? I don't see any massive disruptions or catalysts that way. I don't just from a retail level, like if you go out and about, there was so much demand for gasoline and traffic is up. There were some studies last week that the traffic now is worse than it was even pre-pandemic. So I don't think there's a slowdown in demand and especially... I, know well, I don't think there's a slowdown in demand, but we have we have a tightness on supply. We have, we have uh, tight supply markets on on oil right now and gasoline, do we not? I mean, I think that's where this price pricing is coming into play, isn't it? Yeah. But I heard one uh, story that China was selling some of its crude reserves, so that's putting more supply on the market, but there, there is a tight market. Well, I think, it'll, I think it'll be a while for that to hit, even if they do, uh, you know, get ships uh, loaded and ready to go. Um, it still you know takes time to play out right yeah so um i i'm gonna i'm going to if if i get odds after the move that we've already had that says some oil stocks should still be up let me give you an example you know i ran some predictive analysis on the uh, tlt move that we had on friday 
And it mm -hmm. said that there was some oil stocks uh, that you know were quite attractive from the long side for Monday. So I might I might take a mixed approach, meaning some longs that are odds are favored and some shorts. I don't think I'll block down the whole deck and say I'm not sure. You know, I'm not going long any or I'm not going short any. I think I'll mix it up on that one. Nice. Yeah. Is there any groups that you think you might uh, stay away from altogether, long or short? Well, I think basic materials, we were talking about that earlier. Um, what's your opinion on basic materials for the week? Well, I mean, they're they're up uh, in about the same as the uh, S&P and the, and the diamonds are up now. They're up about half a percent uh, oil and, I mean, gold and silver. And uh, so... But they've got hammered on the one month, on a one week level, and even the past week. I mean, so much damage has been done. Well, okay, so so they're priced in U.S. dollars. So what's the dollar doing right now? Let's take a look at that. Well, the U.S. dollar is down. Um, again, this is part of this flight to, you know, um, I mean, we're kind of like risk on. So normally the dollar jumps up when there's risk mm -hmm. and it's selling off now. So risk is behind us a bit. Um, so if the dollar's down, commodities should be ticking up a little bit. So let's just take a look at how much is the dollar down here. Let's look at our currencies. The U.S. dollar is down oh, only 0.11%. Um, and all of the, the commodity-based countries like Canada, New Zealand, um, what do we got? Yeah, Canada, New Zealand, Australia—they're all—they're uh, all moving up nicely, but they've just pulled back in the last. Again, we're seeing this across the board in in the last half hour to forty minutes, roughly. We're seeing things come off their highs. The Canadian dollars come off its high. The euros come off its high. Australian dollar, New Zealand dollar, all come off their high, and the U.S. dollars started to tick up again. Um, so the, there was quite a trend there and then all of a sudden we've had this little bit of a pullback. Mm. Um, so let's take a look at what happened to, uh, gold is still hanging up there pretty good at 0.41% up and silver is actually now 1% up hanging in there pretty good. Platinum's up and copper has pulled back from its highs significantly, um, this evening. It's only up. 0.28% right now. Um, so something's changed in just the last 40 minutes. Is there any news or anything that we can see? I don't see anything, catalysts or news. Let's see. Um, Bitcoin's steady now. Um, there's other crypto-linked stocks plunge in Hong Kong. That was that oh. was that was this evening. That was this evening's news, so it's pretty fresh, I guess. Unless the, the Chinese ban on Bitcoin could drive people back to gold as a store of it's, value. It's it yeah it, it's possible yeah I mean Bitcoin's up two point four percent in Asia trading now, hmm. um, so it's at forty four thousand two hundred fifty so. Um, you know that's a little bit of a risk on indicator as well, don't you think? Bitcoin, some of the cryptos. Yeah. That's like the VIX. <laughs> yeah, similar, yeah. 
So, so what we're going to do is let's just rattle off. What do you see are the stronger um, sectors that you might expect to follow through, uh, say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Here, what do you think? Well, it looks like technology, uh, tech, QQQ, okay. XLK, the chip sector, SMH. So, in the, the technology, would you go for the bigger market cap stuff, or would you go for the Russell two thousand and three thousand? Uh, 1,000 well, type stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna suggest that it's more of the big cap um, okay. tech, especially with chips within that. And then within financials too, uh, specifically the regional financials, rather than the money center banks. Yep. <clears throat> and, and then also discretionary, consumer discretionary could be strong too. So it's it really is a risk on mentality and uh, we're already seeing that in the futures. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's going to be an uh, exciting week here. So we're definitely going to favor uh, the seasonality all the way through. Normally, in most months of the year, like probably 10 out of 12 months for the year, we do pull back on the last day of the month. September is the exception where we're still supposed to be strong right into the last day of the month. It, it could be a failure this time. It could be the opposite. I don't know yet, but uh, you know, we lean unless we know otherwise. Unless we see some, you know, macro catalyst that might interfere, we kind of stick with our seasonality, right? Stick with the data unless you have a reason to, you know, um, supersede it with something else. I guess. But Stockout uh, says plus zero point four three percent for the spider on the last day. So that's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. It always makes me nervous when we have such a big move prior to these type of things because, you know, like we were supposed to have a pretty choppy, benign week and all of a sudden the Fed, you know, created this, uh, you know, everybody had to jump in expecting the Fed to be dovish, which in fact it, it seemed to be. <laughs> so we rallied again. So we got way ahead of ourselves in my opinion. So, um, but uh, but because we had a correction just before that, I think that that's part of the reason that it played out this way. So, um, you know, where are we for September so far, month to date? Do you have it on your screen? I'm trying to see it online. I'm just going to open a I'm just going to open a screener here and pop it in there. I'll just do the diamonds, the spy. Well, let's do them all. We're at while we're at it here. Um, we'll do the QQQs and we'll do the IWM. Just like where are we month to date on this stuff? That's what I'd like to know. So if I go to performance um, for the month so far, the diamonds are down minus 1.78%. Mm -hmm. The IWM is up 0.22% for the month. Q's minus 0.39 and the SPY minus 1.11. So you can see that most of this month so far, it has still been, uh, you know, small caps and tech that have really uh, held up the best, even in spite of the correction or anything that we've seen on some some days, mm -hmm. they still held up the best. And um, for you know for the week, because we we had some some rotation there, the diamonds were 0.65 last week. And the IWM was 0.26, and the QQQs were minus 0.13, and the SPY was 0.57. So, um, 
IWM has been consistently performing all month. And it's the only one that's actually green for the month. And diamonds bounced back a bit last week. Um, and, uh, and now going forward, I would expect that technology is the lagger at the moment uh, for the week. Um, and probably a good chance for it to play some catch up. I'm looking at a screener right now for the uh, on capitalization. So large cap is down 1.28% for the month. Okay. While small cap is up 0.5% for the month. So it, it confirms it on a capitalization basis as well as sector basis. <clears throat> okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to stay with technology. We're going to focus on some bigger cap. We'll probably, this bit of a discount on the Qs could be favorable. Uh, so the NASDAQ 100 and um, we're going to be a little bit cautious on basic materials. Uh, we could probably be a bit cautious on energy after, you know, maybe another day or so up. I don't know. Um, like steer away from um, buying energy might be shorted though. Mm -hmm. And probably industrials could, could perform okay. I mean, we're, we're, we're supposed to be starting a new budget. October 1st with the government, right? So in in infrastructure is supposed to be part of that budget. Um, so we'll probably... Actually, industrials and healthcare are both expected to be up 0.22% for the last three trading days. So that... that well, you know what the seasonality is, why that's there is because we, often, you know, the they have been big part of the budgets, healthcare and, and industrials, right? So um, seasonally, it, it should be strong ahead of a new budget. Um, so market factors in things in advance, right? Not, not so much as it happens or afterwards, but more in advance. So accounting stocks are stronger before accounting season. Retail stocks are stronger before Black Friday. Um, you know, oil stocks are stronger, you know, before the winter, when you think in the winter oil stocks should be higher, <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is. It's the market factors in everything that it knows or can anticipate. And then uh, you've heard the, the slogan, right? Buy rumor, sell news. So when the news actually comes out or the event is there, that's not often the time where you get the biggest bang for your buck. All right, well, anything else to add? Yeah, no, good. Uh, good trading for this week, Rob, and uh, good luck. Okay, you too. All right, thanks for chatting. Take thanks care. For that.